The Edmonton Oilers look to take the lead in the series as it shifts to Hollywood, but both teams making some pretty big changes to the lineup. Is there a little bit of a chess match going on heading into Game 3? All that and much more on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Your Locked On Oilers, your daily podcast on the Edmonton Oilers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host and former Oilers game day producer, Brett Holden, as mentioned on today's episode, the series shifts back to Tinseltown into Los Angeles, and Game 3 is a big one. Both teams making some pretty interesting changes to their lineup, so we will preview the game and preview those lineup changes heading into Game 3 in just a second. But also on today's episode, we go through the three keys to victory for the Edmonton Oilers. As we all know, victory has been far from confirmed or promised for the Oilers in this series after blowing multiple leads in the series. So we will go through that. And to wrap up today's episode, speaking of playoff hockey, we're going to head down south of Bakersfield, California, as the Bakersfield Condors face off against the Abbotsford Canucks tonight in Game 2. But it could be the last game of the season for the Condors. All that and much more on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Thank you for making Locked On Oilers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you find your podcast. Alrighty, let's get into tonight's matchup between the Edmonton Oilers and the Los Angeles Kings as Game 3 shifts back to California into L.A., and this is going to be a doozy. Both teams making pretty interesting moves to their lineup. We will get to that in a second. But those line changes or lineup changes may be a little bit of an indication as to what both coaches are expecting out of their teams tonight. So, enough with the teases. Let's get into the lineups and the lineup changes between these two teams. And then we'll talk about some of the significance around it. The Edmonton Oilers, they are going with an 11-7 lineup once again tonight against the Los Angeles Kings. Vander Kane getting elevated to the top line alongside Connor McDavid and Zach Hyman. Ryan Nugent Hopkins drops down to Leon Dreisaitl's line, who is also winged up with Kyler Yamamoto. Warren Fogle on the third line with Ryan McLeod and Derek Ryan and Clem Costin and Nick Bukestad will be the 13th, or they're playing with 11 forwards your 10th and 11th forwards for the Oilers tonight the defense looks the exact same however Darnell Nurse with Cody Cece Matthias Ekholm and Evan Bouchard Brett Kulak with Vinny DeHarnay and Philip Broberg is alongside Stuart Skinner well Philip Broberg is the 8th and 7th defenseman and to be honest well Stuart Skinner is kind of the 8th defenseman Stuart Skinner getting the start and goal for the Oilers now on the flip side for the Los Angeles Kings, we'll talk about the Kings lineup first, and then we will get to this uh, little bit of a chess match for the Oilers and the Kings. But the Kings lineup like this. Quinton Byfield on the top line with Andre Kopitar and Adrian Kempe. Trevor Moore alongside Philip Deneau and Victor Arvidsson. Carl Grundstrom is alongside Gabriel Velarde and Alex Ayafalo. And on the fourth line, Jared Anderson-Dolan, Rasmus Kupari, and Zach McEwen will cue back into the lineup for the Kings tonight. 
On the back end, Mikey Anderson alongside Drew Doughty, Vladislav Gavrikov alongside Matt Roy, Alex Edler and Sean Dersey are the third pairing, and uh, Jonas Corposalo, who has been probably the LA Kings' best player outside of Adrian Kempe. You know what? I would still say Corposalo has been their best player. He does get the start in net for the Kings. So let's get into some of the matchups here for the Oilers and the Kings. The first one I want to talk about is Zach McEwen. Zach McEwen is back in the lineup for the Los Angeles Kings tonight. At least it seems like it. Blake Lazotte and Arthur Kaliev will both not be in the lineup for the Kings. Meaning that McEwen will line up tonight for the Kings. But why? Why Zach McEwen? I'm starting to think here. Game three, first game in Los Angeles in the series. And we have seen the Edmonton Oilers out-hit the LA Kings in both games. I'm curious if the Dallas, or the Dallas Stars, the Los Angeles Kings, and more specifically Todd McClellan, feels like the Edmonton Oilers are starting to batter his team. We have seen Kaleem Cawson in a matter of two games have 10 hits in those two games, and he's had barely 20 minutes of ice time, if that. That is fantastic, but I feel like the LA Kings are starting to feel the wear and tear of the series already. Already. That is a good sign for the Oilers right there. Now, let's get into the top pairing, or the top lines, I should say, for the LA Kings. Andre Kopitar and uh, Philip Deneau, yeah, Philip Deneau, I thought I was talking about somebody else, uh, and Philip Deneau are both fantastic defensive hockey players, and we both know that they have been lined up in front of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl all series. There's a reason, and we have seen that work out for the Kings so far against Connor McDavid, but not so much against Leon Dreisaitl, who is five points in these uh, two games for the Edmonton Oilers, including three goals. He has been fantastic. Now, his, the guy who is assigned to him has been on Jay Kopitar so far. And Philip Deneau on Connor McDavid. My question is, are they going to continue to follow up with that matchup with the last change in L.A.? Or are they going to switch it up? Because as soon as you let Connor McDavid have an even an inch in this game, he's going to take a mile. Connor McDavid is going to come out here with a vengeance. He wants a goal. You hear him go out there and go, I don't care about the points. I just care about winning. He wants to go out there and dominate. And he wants to go out there and prove to those LA King fans why they should hate him. This lineup for the LA Kings and the fact that they get the last change could kind of cause trouble for the LA Kings. I'm not saying, oh, yes, we're at home, or the, the Kings are at home, and the Oilers are playing with house money, whatever. But what I'm saying is that it could cause a little more complications for Todd McClellan because he has had success against Connor McDavid, but not so much against Leon Dreisaitl. So is he going to start finicking a little around with his lines going, okay, you know what, you take Leon Dreisaitl and you take Connor McDavid, and then all of a sudden maybe Connor McDavid balls out against the LA, or, yeah, the LA Kings. Maybe Leon Dreisaitl then gets a favorable matchup that nobody expected him to get, and then he's turned on as well in this game. This could be a very interesting chess match between the Oilers and the Kings, and we have to still see who uh, Jay Woodcroft 
wants out against the LA Kings. Again, it's going to be difficult for uh, Jay Woodcroft. In fact, he's probably not even going to be able to line match against the LA Kings, especially with the 11-7. So, what is he going to do? Plus, with the 11-7, you have the extra defenseman to worry about. Where are you going to put Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl? If there are players who are shutting down Connor McDavid, are you willing to put him out with a Costin and a Ryan? We all know he is, but... What will that look like as well? There are a lot of very interesting things that go into this game tonight. And the other thing to remember, last time the Edmonton Oilers went into the Crypto.com arena, they won. In fact, they won the last two times in the regular season that the Oilers and Kings played. But the second last time the Oilers and the Kings played in... Crypto.com Arena. So the third last time, I know this is getting confusing, but in the regular season on January 9th, the Edmonton Oilers season turned at Crypto.com Arena. This is a place that now the Edmonton Oilers seemingly are pretty comfortable to play in. And the Edmonton Oilers down the stretch has had one of the best away records in the NHL. The first time that the Oilers have played away from home in the playoffs so far this year and this will be a true measuring stick game, I guess, for the rest of the series, but for the Edmonton Oilers, for the rest of the playoffs as well, if they are able to get through this first series. But what will it take for the Edmonton Oilers to win this game? Well, we have three, count it, three keys to success for the Edmonton Oilers in tonight's game against the LA Kings. We will get to that in just a second. But first, today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. We're a championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit. Or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you shop at eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Alrighty, let's get into the three keys to success for the Edmonton Oilers heading into Game 3 tonight against the Los Angeles Kings. And let's start off with the obvious one. Discipline. Discipline. Stay out of the penalty box. The LA Kings have an 11-5 advantage when it comes to the amount of power plays or penalties, I should say, that they have taken. And it has been... Very obvious, and it eventually caused the downfall of not only the Oilers in Game 1, but also in Game 2 as well. So, the Edmonton Oilers need to stay out of the penalty box. We saw even with the penalty with the Vander Kane in Game 2, what was he thinking? That's not a good play. It was a dumb ma play to make, and he will be the first one to admit, I, I don't know what I was doing, that was stupid, just trying to get it out. And he did, out into the fans. So... The Edmonton Oilers just need to think. They need to get out there, play hard, keep their feet moving, finish their checks, 
Mm, it depends on, you know. But they just need to play good hockey, hard hockey, and go out there and play well against the Kings. Stay out of the penalty box, and they will do just fine. So the first key is discipline. The second key, keep the foot to the pedal. We've seen the Edmonton Oilers blow two goal leads three times already in this uh, um series I should say twice in game one and once in game two and that is not a recipe for success it's the exact same story basically from game or from last year's playoffs excuse me but if this team wants to win a Stanley Cup they need to learn from their mistakes not only from this year but from last year as well so key number two foot to the pedal what are the Oilers doing if they can't score goals they're losing that's what that is. And the third key to success for the Edmonton Oilers heading into Game 3 against the Los Angeles Kings tonight. Let the crowd hate you. Let them hate you. Embrace the heel of it. It's, it's the good old wrestling adage. It's the heel versus the face. And we go into, uh, we see, or at least I should say, this series goes back into Los Angeles and nobody in L.A. likes the Edmonton Oilers. As somebody who goes to L.A., and L.A. is my second home, and I talk to, there's a surprising amount of L.A. Kings fans. And L.A. Kings fans are passionate people. Man, are they passionate. They can cheer on anything. Offsides, icing. I mean, there's a delayed penalty on their team, and they're going crazy. Fair enough, as they should, but every single thing, I was at a playoff, or it wasn't even a playoff game. It went. It was an overtime game against the Vegas Golden Knights on December 29th, might have been December 28th, back a couple of years ago, and they were cheering for zone entries. They were cheering when the other team went offside. They love the Los Angeles Kings, and they hate... Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers. As soon as Connor McDavid touches the puck tonight, it will be like public enemy number one is in the building right there, right now. And to be honest, he is. And the Edmonton Oilers need to embrace that. They have the two best players in the league right now on their team going up against that against that uh, supporting cast or against the LA Kings. And the supporting cast is just as good. Well, <laughs> you can't get as good as Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, but the supporting cast is one of the best in the NHL. Vander Kane is another one of those most hated players in the NHL. And Zach Hyman, if he does the right things, can certainly get under the skin of the opposition. Darnell Nurse is going to be throwing hits. Vinny DeArnais is six foot seven, so it's difficult to get past that guy as well. Kaleem Costin is going to be a guy that I'm sure a lot of Kings fans won't like as well. So embrace it. Embrace the hate. Make that building absolutely erupt in, in envy, in absolute righteous hate. Let it happen. Let it all come out. And that's going to come out because of the hard work that the Edmonton Oilers could put in in this game. The Oilers go out there and win every, I mean, you can only win so many puck battles, but if you go out there and win early puck battles, get shots on goal, keep banging bodies, you are going to get under the skin of not only the opposition, but the fans as well. So the key, the third key to victory for the Oilers is let the crowd hate you. 
Just embrace the heel, baby. Uh, alrighty, let's wrap up this segment here. Uh, just before we do, uh, let's summarize the three keys for the Oilers. The first one being the discipline. Stay out of the box. Stay out of the box. The Oilers have taken way too many penalties. And the LA Kings are probably going to be a little charged up as well heading into this one. So let them, you know, take a couple of extra shots. Don't retaliate. Let them retaliate. Let them take that first penalty, and then it's all downhill from there. The second key to success for the Edmonton Oilers is keep the foot to the pedal. The Edmonton Oilers have blown three two-goal leads in the uh, this series so far, including in the Game 1 loss and in the Game 2 win. So if the Edmonton Oilers can get the lead... And keep the foot to the pedal I'm not sure if I like LA's chances and the third and final key to victory for the Oilers let the building hate you alrighty let's wrap up today's episode with a little bit of a Bakersfield Condors report as the Edmonton Oilers aren't the only Oilers OEG Oilers organizational team that is in the playoffs right now. Let's take a look at the AHL playoffs and who might be coming up for the Edmonton Oilers in a little bit. Let's get to that in just a second. Alrighty, let's wrap up down south with the Bakersfield Condors. As the Bakersfield Condors are currently in a playoff spot. Well, not only in a playoff spot. They are in the playoffs right now. And unfortunately for them, they have their backs against the wall. The Abbotsford Canucks go on to beat them on Wednesday 3 to nothing, And this is only a best of three series. The first to two win... If the first to two wins, wins the series. That makes sense. Uh, but with the uh, first loss for the Condors, the fact that they might lose and their season may end tonight, that means that there's going to be a plethora of black aces who are going to be coming up and practicing with the Oilers and potentially getting into some playoff time for the Oilers, pending any injuries for them. But before we get into the Black Aces, let's talk about the series against the Abbotsford Canucks. 3-0 loss against the Canucks on Wednesday. Again, obviously no goal scorers for them, but Calvin Pickard with 27 saves on 30 shots towards them and only 21 shots on goal for the uh, Condors. Spencer Martin only had to make 21 saves for his shutout. Alex Peters... Did get a uh, get into it at the end of the game with Chase Waters at the end of that one. So maybe watch for some. It seems like it was a pretty gritty game. The game was happening at the exact same time as the Oilers game. So I did miss some of that. But uh, Seth Griffith did also get a game misconduct as well for cross-checking. Uh, I for, I'm not sure who it was. But he did get a cross-checking misconduct. Which in the third period, by the way. So... Not sure if he will or will not be in the lineup. I'd assume so. I haven't heard anything on a suspension right now. But Seth Griffith, the leading goal scorer and point getter for the Bakersfield Condors this season, that was a big loss for them and really killed their momentum to get back into this game. Hopefully he can help uh, the Condors tonight against the uh, Canucks. But if not, if the Condors are eliminated, there are numerous players who will be able to come up to the Oilers and practice around the team. 
And I compiled a pretty interesting list as to some of the players who will be, well, probably be, joining the team probably in Los Angeles if they do lose tonight. First one being the obvious one, Dylan Holloway. Dylan Holloway has been in the uh, Bakersfield Condors organization, well, with the Bakersfield Condors, I should say, since he was sent down earlier this year. He's been pretty decent so far, was injured in his first game back with the Condors, so he did get uh, about a month off, a month and a half off, did come back, has been playing pretty decently. He will be one of those black aces that come up to the Oilers as well. How about Xavier Borgo as well, will be probably coming up to the team if they do lose. And Raphael Lavoie has been a name that I've heard a little bit around uh, if the Oilers do get another injury, he may be the one over Borgo and Holloway to get into the lineup, which would be very interesting. Uh, Raphael Lavoie was a first-round talent in his draft. I had him going, I believe it was 16th overall to the Pittsburgh Penguins. But my concern was how his game would translate to the pros. He was a big guy dominating junior hockey, standing out in front, skating really well as well. But then, ever since getting drafted really and becoming a pro, it wasn't really clicking for him. Until the back half of this year, and then all of a sudden he became the Bakersfield Condors' best player. So I'm kind of concerned on the recent surge in his game and if this is a little bit of a flash in the pan, but wouldn't be bad to kind of capitalize on that flash in the pan if so. But those aren't the only three players who might get the call-up. There is a very long list of players who are technically under contract with the Edmonton Oilers and can join the team in the Black Ace capacity. Here's the list, and then I'm going to go through uh, some of the highlights for those players as well. First one being Justin Bailey, Seth Griffith, Brad Malone, Noah Kemp, Phil, or Noah Philp, I should say, then Phil Kemp, Cam Deneen, Jason Demers, Ty Tulio, Calvin Pickard, Olivier Rodrigue, James Hamblin, Marcus Niemelainen, and Carter Savoy. Those were at least the ones I know about off the top of my head. Let's talk about some highlighted players, though. Justin Bailey, who was initially signed to a PTO with the Edmonton Oilers heading into training camp. He got injured and was unable to play with the Oilers on the PTO, went down to Bakersfield, and at a stretch of time was their best player, especially coming out of the Christmas break. And then coming out of the Christmas break, he earned himself a pro contract with the Oilers. So... Maybe a player to watch out for for uh, the Black Aces as well. Uh, next player as well, Noah Philp, who has been a pretty quiet player, pretty quietly confident player is where, more where I'm going with. A lot of people compare him to kind of a Derek Ryan type player coming out of the uh, University of Alberta Golden Bears program, going into uh, an organization which... It's a pretty interesting feel. He's probably going to be a bottom six guy. He's going to be uh, a defensive forward, but a pretty interesting name to watch out for here. Now, how about Cam Deneen? Cam Deneen was on top of Nick Bukestad, the player that the Oilers also acquired in the, well, Nick Bukestad trade, where uh, 
who was the other one going the other way? Michael Kesslering. There we go. At the time, who was the leading scorer in AHL defenseman or in the AHL amongst defensemen. Then Cam Deneen came in. He has been a very good player in the AHL recently and just signed a pro contract with the Edmonton Oilers as well. I think he's going to get a lot of looks around the Edmonton Oilers defense. And with the Oilers' defensive core right now, or at least their defensive prospects, not the strongest, uh, Marcus Niemelainen, or at least the ones that are coming up right now into the Black Aces with Marcus Niemelainen, maybe Jason Demers, Bill Kemp would really be the only other one after Cam Deneen, or after Marcus Niemelainen, really, who could get some time. Cam Deneen has consistently been a very good player in the AHL. He has good size, a good shot, can skate pretty decently. He might be an interesting name to look out for as well. Not too worried about goaltenders unless a goaltender does go down. Knocking on wood. But uh, Olivier Rodrigue has had a very solid year uh, for his, I guess they're kind of calling him a rookie, even though he's been in the organization since like before the Vietnam War. Uh, but uh, Calvin Pickard will probably be the goalie who does see backup time as he was the goalie who was called up when Stuart Skinner did head home for his the birth of his first child, I should say. Alrighty, let's wrap up there. Game three goes tonight in Hollywood. Eight o'clock coverage starts. We all know it's probably 8:30, 8:20, but you know what I mean. The Edmonton Oilers have the opportunity to take the series lead tonight. Stuart Skinner gets the start in goal. Jonas Corposalo on the other side. Ugh. What a time to be alive. What a time for Oilers hockey. Let's wrap it up there, folks. Hopefully, at the end of tonight's game, we can all play La Bamba, baby.